All right, welcome Drew, back. Drew, isn't it crazy that David Sloan started that fight? Welcome back <laughs> to the Knowledge <laughs> Podcast. Uh, part two of the night. This is Thursday, January 13th, the rant edition, because I'm upset. I don't know if everybody else is upset, but I'm mad because Drew and I went to a basketball game yesterday that t- against TCU. The Wildcats played TCU at home in Bramlage. It wasn't much of a home court advantage. There were like 1,500 people there. They listed 5,000. I don't think there was 5,000 people in the 10-mile radius. How many, how many does Bramlage fit? Like 12,000? 12. No shot. No shot it was five. No shot it was five. It looked like a KU football game. More fans there than a KU football game. I'm not sure. Anyway, it was terrible. All right. The Cats take the lead with five minutes left. Or no, they take, sorry, they have the lead with a minute left. They're up by five. I got my numbers backwards. Okay. Andrew, my roommate, looks over to me and says, what are the chances they blow this lead? I said, probably pretty high. They managed to blow it. I don't know how you blow a five-point lead with a minute left. I've, that's a rare thing to do. I'm knocking stuff over over here, all right, because I'm upset. I'm breaking stuff up here. I'm not going to do it. Anyway, somebody needs to be fired, okay? And, okay, Bruce Weber needs to be fired. Bruce Weber shouldn't have been able to walk back into the locker room right now, okay? He should have been fired on the court. That's embarrassing. That was worse than the Fort Hay State loss because the Fort Hay State loss well, didn't mean anything. Well, the Fort uh, Hay State loss didn't I don't mean know. anything. Okay. Do you know who Kansas State has coming up? I'll just give you their next three games. The four best teams, baby. Yeah, they're 0-3 in conference play. They'll play Texas Tech this Saturday. They're going to play again at Texas. Then they're going to play KU. Okay, and then I don't know who else. Is it Baylor? Are they playing freaking Baylor after that? Yeah, yeah. They, play, they play the four best teams. Is it in Waco? Yes. Two of course are home. it is. So you're – you play KU at home and you play one more at home and two of them are on the road. I remember which Tex one. At home. Tex at home Saturday. So, yeah, Baylor's on the road. You're looking at an 0-8 conference start, and you should have won this weekend. You should have won the past two games. So, we're looking at 0-8 in conference. Bruce Weber, after you start 0-8, do you rebound? Do you turn it around? You can't turn it around after you start 0-8. They looked promising, and then they look good when Bruce Weber's not on the sideline. In the first half against West Virginia, they were up by 13 at halftime. They looked good. Against Texas, they jumped out to a big early lead. They looked good. Did they lose them? Absolutely. And then and then the players say that it's their fault, that we can't blame Bruce. I think we can blame Bruce. I think it's time that we blame Bruce. He won a Big 12 title three years ago and mm-hmm. hasn't done anything since. He's lost. He's won like seven conference games in the past three years. We play 18 games a year. Eight. No one. Yes, I saw his, I saw a stat today that you'd like. Yeah. Oh. Since Chris Kleiman has been. Yep. Here. Yeah, he has more conference wins. He has more conference wins, thirteen, than Snyder does seven, or not Snyder than Bruce. Uh, yeah. Bruce has it with seven, and yeah. they play. They play how many more a year? Nine. They play nine more conference wins a year. Eighteen. Yeah, eighteen games. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, yeah. that's rough. And last year wasn't even a good KK State football year. No. And then, and then he does this thing where he tries to say that this team is just riddled with it's just bad fortune and it's nobody's fault. Yeah, it's your fault. 
You had the best team in the conference. Then you had the worst team in the conference because you know why? You didn't freaking recruit. You're not a self-starter. You can't motivate players to win. You lost your winning culture that you had when Barry, Dean, and Kamau were here. And you lost your winning culture you had when Jacob Pullen and all those guys were here. Okay? You can't do that. This is year 10 in a coaching tenure. You shouldn't have to rebuild. There should be no rebuilds. You should have a stable pipeline of talent coming in and you should reload every year. It's not that hard. Bruce Weber needs to be fired. Bruce Weber should have been fired that night. Bruce Weber should be fired in the middle of the season. They should give Shane Southwell the interim job and go hire somebody who's good at coaching basketball. Okay. I'm angry. I'm upset. Yeah. So what Bruce Weber is a bona fide shrub. He He can't can't coach. coach. (laughs) Shout out Stephen A. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) So this isn't like one of my uh, rants that I have for this podcast. So, but Nolan, so me and you have talked about this, about how K-State fans kind of like revolted. Like there weren't like a lot of fans coming to the K-State basketball games until like you guys were winning the conference with Dean Wade and Barry Brown and all those guys because they liked Frank Martin better, which is completely fair. Correct. Well, and that's not why. It's because when Bruce got here, he had a lot of talent and he won. And so he won over segments of the fan base. But he then was bad. They were bad for a stretch. And then they started to get good. And you just can't ebb and flow like that. You're dealing with a fan base that's angry and apathetic. A fan base that doesn't care and is pissed off is not a good thing if you're the coach. And it's really not a good thing if you're the athletic director refusing to make a move. I like Gene. I think Gene does a good job. But Gene needed to make a move last year. Gene needs to fire Bruce Weber. It needs to happen. I mean, we're in the Big 12 Conference. We can't go 0-8 to start a conference season because are we going to have a conference win after that? Probably not. And then they're like, well, the core of the team might leave. Really? Davion's going to leave? Selton Miguel's going to leave? Who gives a crap? Okay, the only one that would hurt would be Nigel. Nigel, okay, stay here. Mark Smith. Somebody out there is better than you, Nigel, okay? Hate to tell you that. We can get somebody off the transfer portal. It doesn't matter. Get him out. No matter what it costs, get him out. I mean, they're going to have to phase it into retirement because he's won two Big 12 titles for us, and no other coach has won a Big 12 title for us. He's won two? Yeah, he's won two. So he he won that one year? He won with ranked players in 2012. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then, and then he won in 2018. So, gotcha. Okay, I forgot about the 2012. Yeah. So, here's, you know, here's the thing. Realistically speaking, say the end of this year, they're going to finish 4-14 four and 14, roughly in conference, right? That's, that's generous, I think. find four wins. Huh? If you can find four wins. You'll get some upsets at That was me being generous. I was one upset, and then maybe like West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and TCU. <laughs> oh, I know this though. In that seven ten game in the Big Twelve tournament, when you play TCU, you're going to win th- the third year mm-hmm. in a row because that's what happens. Yep. Optimism, but, maybe. So they're going to say they go four and fourteen again in the last three years in the Big Twelve. Don't even think about any team. But if you're a coach of a Big Twelve team and in three years you go four and fourteen, three and fifteen, four and fourteen in conference play, what coach stays after that? You're fired what? after the four and fourteen year. Exactly. Back to back, time, back to back records are that bad. The Big Twelve will get you fired. The thing that he's doing in it for a third straight year. If he's not fired by the end of the year, then they need to riot. It just We're feels st- like that the athletic department is accepting mediocrity. Is all it feels like. 
That's all K-State is. <laughs> Them and Iowa State, the battle of mediocrity. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. There was a gold tin just like there is travel, all right? So you speaking of Iowa State. Ever, okay? Continue. Go ahead, Drew. Speaking <laughs> of Iowa State, I'm going to go into my first little rant here. I have – I have found a new hatred that I have for Iowa State fans. I hate them. In fact, they might be the just. I might just start hating them the most, other than Missouri, naturally. I first off, your football team. You know, you have all this optimism because you won a bunch of games in a COVID year, and you crowned yourself Big Twelve champions, even though you lost to Oklahoma in the Big Twelve championship, and it wasn't really close either. Regular season. Yeah, yeah. Regular season, Big Twelve champs. Give me a break. Print the T-shirts. God. So dumb. <laughs> it's – I don't even know where – like, then this year, they're hyped up. You Brock Purdy's your quarterback, and you guys hype him up to be the Heisman the last three years. You go seven and six, and you lose to Clemson in the freaking Cheez-It Bowl. And then in basketball, you know, last year, they were 0-18 in conference, won two games all year. This year, miraculously, they get a good coach, and they get some transfers, and they're doing real good, and then, you know – we get it. You had a bad call. That was a goaltend. We get it. You don't need to fire off a bunch of tweets about it. We get it. Allen Fieldhouse refs favor KU. Guess what? Every single team that is good consistently gets good calls at home. I'm sorry. That's how it is. Same thing for Duke. Same thing for Kentucky. Same thing for Michigan State. Same thing for all these teams that are always good. And that wasn't like that was the only bad call in that game. That was a bad call that didn't go your way. That happened with less than a minute left. That shouldn't have happened. It's a bad call. I'll admit that. Every rational KU fan should admit that. But there were a bunch of calls that didn't go KU's way that Iowa State fans seem to not mention. And I'm just, I'm just annoyed by Iowa State fans. So I'm going to defend them real quick. I hope Cyclone Larry hears this. That was one of the very few games where KU was not favored by the refs. Like, they were getting hoed, especially by that woman. And I'm not going to say anything, but she was awful. And also, I was, okay, no, at, I won't say anything. She was at K-State game where there, too, and she was just as bad. But that was one of the few games where now in Fieldhouse, KU wasn't favored by, by the refs. They got, they got away with one call at the end of the game, and they're like, oh, well, they only lost by one. That would have been two points. Well, there was numerous phantom calls before then, so I don't want to hear it. I'm going to say one thing real quick, just real quick, just to defend Iowa State fans on that. It seems like in Allen Fieldhouse, in key moments of the game, consistently they get calls that take points away from the score or add points to the score. Consistently big no calls or big calls come for three in Allen Fieldhouse. Okay? Consistently. All right, it's not, it's not against it's not against K State. It's not against just against Iowa State. It's against Oklahoma State. It's against Oklahoma. It's against Baylor, West Virginia, Texas. It's against everybody. Okay, it's not it's not just a one team thing. So name name three instances off your head. I'll talk to okay. you. Okay, Mikhailuk travel. Yep, and then Goldton. the Goaltend, goaltend against Oklahoma State. He put his hand up through the basket. They didn't call a goaltend. So there's three right there off the top of my head. I don't quite remember an Oklahoma State one, but I forgot about that one. Maybe I can find a video. So he's right. I remember that one. I I forgot about it. It just seems like 
they're just things at the end of the game where you're scratching your head. And every Big 12 fan has commented on that. I've seen Oklahoma State fans. I've seen Oklahoma. They're all commenting on that, okay? Because I'm sure, I'm sure the, big, the good teams in the Big 12 never get calls at home. I'm sure KU is the only one. It just right? seems like that even if they get calls at home, it just seems like KU gets them in times where they matter the most. All right, and being, and being but that already having issues with Adidas. Here's the, here's the deal. Oh, yeah, so you're going to do the Iowa State fan thing, be like, you know, I haven't heard much about the allegations either, you know. Oh, I haven't heard much about the allegations, and I need to know what's going on because something's going on. They actually just did something recently, like KU, like, filed for – I don't know. KU's dragging this out as long as you can. Just cooperate with them. Just cooperate with them. Why? 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 Mike Boyden cooperated, and they're not in the tournament this year. Were they going to make a tournament this year anyway? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter now, yeah. It's one year. Okay. Sorry. It's one year. Cooperate with them. It's Why would you cooperate with a corrupt organization? Yeah. Why would you cheat in the first place when the co- wouldn't need the corrupt organization to come around? Okay. What team doesn't oh. cheat? It doesn't oh. seem K State. No, K State's enough. perfect. Remember, Bryce? They're not winning enough. It doesn't seem like they're cheating. Okay. Some are just better cheaters. <laughs> But now the cheating is legal. We don't need Adidas to give – or we don't need Under Armour yeah. to give Sylvia all this money to go to Maryland and then Adidas pay him off when he transfers. Because now is, we, you got NIL. So We did we did co- cooperate with the NCAA. We held out speed that whole year. Sylvia, yeah. That's what I meant. I don't know why I said we were talking about him earlier. We held out Sylvia the whole year. So Five level one violations. You yeah. disputed them all in like a 300 page. They disputed them all in a 300 page document to the NCAA. And then the NCAA's lawyers have to go through the 300 page document. And then the NCAA has to come up with an answer for every dispute. And then KU is going to dispute every answer for every dispute. And then the NCAA has to answer all those things. So it's just, it's a cycle that KU is going through and it's ridiculous. It's annoying. All right. It's dirty. Period. Here's the other thing though. They were proven innocent from the federal law so well i will say i I will add one more thing about this because i think this argument's kind of dumb because they're not going to get anywhere you know ku us ku fans are going to say what we want to hear and nolan the ku hater is going to you know dismiss everything that we're saying that's how it's going to go i will say i said i think a good quarterback <laughs> I don't hit everything from KU. I didn't get a coach. You guys have a good football coach, basketball coach. You love the town. You guys had a crummy AD. I hate the town. I wouldn't. That Lawrence sucks. Anyway, Lawrence, Lawrence um, is trash. It was terrible. I will say that Dennis Smith Jr., who played, he's in the NBA now. He played at NC State like five or six years ago. He had a thing where he was paid forty thousand dollars by whoever NC State's sponsor is. I don't know. So he got paid more than what Sylvia did, and he didn't get, like, sat out or anything. Like, he played that whole year. He was a one-and-done first-round draft pick. And NC State got punished pretty recently, and the punishments weren't, like, that big. It was, like, maybe lose a couple scholarships, maybe lose some of your budget. Like, it wasn't, like – How many level one violations were they given? I don't know. Five? Were they given five? I, no one – I didn't really know that much. I'm just saying that what happened – for them wasn't punished by that much. And that guy played and Silvio didn't play. And Silvio was given a suspension by the NCAA when all these allegations were happening, which is honestly BS, but 
it happened. Bill Self complied. Bill Self always complies in that sense with the NCAA. If he ever thinks someone's going to get held out, like Billy Preston, we had him, and he never got to play a game. He held him out the whole year because Bill Self didn't want to get in trouble for having him play. So I did see something, some article that said that there should be other news coming out with KU later in the year. I'm assuming like way later, like next season later. Yeah. Or beginning of next season, I guess. But Yeah, right before. End of calendar year, whatever. So we'll see what happens. But similar thing with NC State, and they got a slap on the wrist. So Okay. We, I can move on to talking about Iowa State fans and stop defending them and their cheaters. I hate him too. I hate Cyclone Larry. I think he's an idiot. I hate Iowa State fans. I hate, <laughs> I hate their stupid fight song. I think Matt Campbell's overrated. Matt Campbell should leave Iowa State because they're going to be bad next year. Surprise. Your best team ever went 7-5, and five and you talk like Matt Campbell's an ex-Bill Snyder. I'm sorry. No, no, no. No one. 7-6. and six. Sorry. 7-6 and because you lost to Clemson in the Cheese Cracker Bowl. I am sorry. Matt Campbell. Bill, I think Bill Snyder won 10 games at this point. Mike Campbell's been there for six years. He hasn't won double-digit games. I think he – has he even won nine games? Yeah, he's, he's won nine games. He won them last year. He hasn't won double-digit games yet. Yeah, not once. So why is he the messiah for Iowa State football? He's won – Because they've sucked, and now they don't suck, so he's the best. That's it. They didn't even suck as bad as K-State was. I mean, they weren't as bad. They – Well, I know. I no just want, I just want to match Iowa State. State. Yeah. I, no one will ever be as bad as that case state was before Bill Snyder. Yeah. I, I will agree. say, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to leave Michigan, but if he takes an NFL job, like if he takes the Raiders job or the Dolphins job or whatever, I am praying to God that Matt Campbell leaves and goes to Michigan so Iowa State can just, just suck. Clear. Just to be clear, it's not because us as K-State fans or us as Kansas fans are afraid of Matt Campbell and all he can do in this conference. It's because we're tired of hearing it from you, Iowa State fans. All right. You're not going to listen to this, but we're tired of hearing it from you because that is annoying. All right. It's terrible. <laughs> Brees Hall was a Kansas product. Nothing good comes out of Iowa. I'm sorry. I said it. <laughs> Brock Purdy from Arizona. Charlie Kolar. Probably not from Iowa. By the way, Charlie Kolar, not the best tight end in the country. That's a joke. He wasn't. <laughs> Freaking joke. freshman from Georgia was. Okay? That dude, that dude uh-huh. can't hold Brock Bowers' jockstrap, all right? Yep. Period. He shouldn't even be starting over Easton Dean, but that's another topic for another day. <laughs> another kid. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're probably right. <laughs> We haven't seen Easton Dean have a chance, so we don't know how good he is. He probably is better. He's great. He's great. He's taller. Heisman level tight end. Without a doubt. You know how one of the big things in the NFL was, oh, he's SEC made? Well, Easton Dean was SEK made, damn it, and we're pretty solid. Now we got to put the explicit sign on (laughs) No, we don't. Bad word. Damn it. Damn it's fine. <laughs> you said it two more times. We're at three. It's not as bad as Oh no! What if what if I did though? That'd be funny. That'd be funny <laughs> if I did it. Though. You cannot say damn it, Drew. <laughs> Kids, don't say damn it. <laughs> we're like we're coming close to a PG thirteen rating right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, that'd um, be hilarious. That's it. That... I'm gonna put I'm gonna put an explicit on part one now, just to confuse people. <laughs> Is that all that we have to talk about? 
No. Hmm. Let me think of some ranch. No, I got one. I got one. I got one. Game here with two. Your game here with two. So So that's the the first one wasn't a rant. The first one was just Iowa State and I hate them. Whatever. Okay. So in the NFL, the Dolphins fired their head coach Brian Flores, and apparently there's a lot that went into it. But let me just say that the Dolphins hired their current GM. They hired him back in like 2008, and in 2008. That was the year that Tom Brady tore his ACL. The Dolphins won like 10 or 11 games that year. You know, someone had to win that division, whatever. They won the division that year. Then for the most part, they've sucked. They had one winning year with Adam Gase as their head coach somehow. Then in Brian Flores's two, no, three years, he went 5-11 and 11 with a roster that was god-awful. Just terrible, you know. Us Chiefs fans really like that Dolphins team because they gave us a two-seed when they knocked off the Patriots at the end of the season. But what he did with that team in his first year was incredible. He is the only Bill Belichick disciple that's really been, like, a good head coach. Um, then last year, they barely missed the playoffs, but they went 10-6. and six. And then this year, after starting out 1-7 and seven, and their quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, being hurt for most of that, he comes back, their defense is good, they – battle back. They don't make the playoffs. They go nine and eight and they fire Brian Flores when their franchise has been garbage for a long time. Dumb. And apparently the reason why they fired him was because for one, their GM wanted to trade for Deshaun Watson, which is fine, even though he's got a ton of off the field stuff that isn't resolved yet. And Brian Flores wanted to stick with Tua because, you know, he wanted to draft Tua and, you know, he's there and Deshaun Watson's not. And then also apparently he wanted to fire him because Brian Flores didn't tank that first season and they wanted a good quarterback. Well, guess what? You could have had a good quarterback, but you drafted the wrong one. Justin Herbert was sitting there and Justin Herbert's great. He's top 10 quarterback probably. And you took Tua who, you know, he was really good in college, but he is, hasn't panned out quite as good as Herbert has. So I don't know why you're getting mad at your coach for not tanking when that's like, that's BS. Like, he's not there to lose games on purpose. Like he won a few games and that really helped the culture of your team. I don't know. It just pisses me off when NFL teams just do dumb stuff like this. Like you're not going to find a better coach than Brian Flores out there unless you maybe get Jim Harbaugh or something. Yeah. That's my rant. I've just, <sighs> pisses me I'm off. tired. I'm tired of NFL coaches or NFL teams cycling through bad football coaches. Move on. Bill Bill Brown should not be a coach in the league again. Stuff like that. Move on. Do something different. It drives me crazy. Eric Bieniemy needs a shot. Mm-hmm. Kellen Moore probably needs a shot. I will say I don't think I didn't think Bill O'Brien was that bad as a coach. It's just the Texans really messed up by making him the GM for no reason. Yeah, his GM moves were awful. Don't give him any roster control. I think he can coach though. Yeah. But, yeah. It, thank God. I was about to have a third rant if the Giants didn't fire Joe Judge because they took you know, <laughs> took a day. That mm-hmm. dude's pathetic. I'm sorry. You want to know the main reason I don't think being has gotten a job? Why? Because he – I'm just kidding. Um, actually, it is because since he's black – if he gets taken from the Chiefs, the Chiefs get a third-round pick. Two, I think. It's something like that. What team in the right mind wants to give Chiefs another advantage in a draft? You know? That, that's a fair point. I don't – it's just 
That's also, weird. In in the league's defense, name the previous uh, offensive coordinators before Eric Bieniemy was hired. For the Chiefs. Yep. So it was Matt Nagy. Didn't yep. quite pan out. Although I will say Matt Nagy did lead them to the playoffs twice and with Doug Trubisky. Nelson. Matt Nagy so, and Peterson, right? Doug yeah. Peterson won a ring. I, Doug Peterson's a good coach, though. I think the Philly thing just kind of flamed out. The Doug path, Peterson should get a job like this offseason, I think. two OCs for Andy Reid have been fired. But I don't think they're bad. Like, I don't think Matt Nagy's that good of a coach. But yeah. Doug Peterson's a good coach. I just yeah. think, I think Philly kind of did him wrong, to be honest. I just think – I mean, I don't know what control Eric Bieniemy has over the offense. Like, I think it's – More do you think? He calls a lot more. He calls a lot more plays than the last two. It also might just be like he might just not be a good interviewer. Like that could be like I don't know, but that could be part of it. Like you still have to go in and interview for it. Maybe, yeah. like mm-hmm. maybe his approach isn't. It's I don't know, but that's I, right now he's the favorite for Minnesota. But I think he takes the Denver job. Well, I hope he goes out of the West. Me too, but he's from Colorado. He played at Colorado. Well, haven't you heard Matt Campbell's going to uh, Minnesota? <laughs> Please. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Please, football Jesus, do it. If you're, if you're the Raiders, if you're the Raiders do, you, do you pursue a head coaching job? No. Or, you head coaching candidate, or do you re-sire Rich, Rich Priscilla? I think you keep that guy. Honestly, so well. honestly, if I'm the Raiders, I'd go after Harbaugh. But I think – Basaccia has done a good job, but usually when, like, the interim coach comes in, it's like, oh, we might win a few games, usually losing record, and then you move on, and then that guy gets their own guys in. But, like, since he's a special teams coordinator, I wonder if they got a new coach, if he'd be cool with, like, going back and maybe they give him a raise or something, make him the highest-paid special teams coordinator. See, here's the thing. He took him to the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. Well, he's done, like – and I, I listen to Derek Carr's podcast every once in a while. It's actually really interesting. But Derek, uh, is. Derek, I don't listen to David Carr's bum ass or bum. But yeah, <laughs> there comes the E. There it is. No, I'm not putting it on. I'm not putting it on. I'm not doing it. But I don't. I but I love Derek Carr on and off the field. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. But um, where was I? Oh. He mentioned in that podcast about how that Rich is one of the most like b- beloved coaches that has been that has been in that building in forever, and uh, all the players just buy in. And he's one of the one of the smarter ones and stuff like that. And you know, if they finish the year four game winning streak and say they do beat the Bengals, they get a playoff win, first playoff win in God knows how long, twenty years. <laughs> I think since John Gruden was there the first time, right? Like early 2000s? Yeah, I think 2003 was the last time, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, you got to keep him. But it's the Raiders. I don't see how you cannot. Like, I'm not saying don't. I just – it. I don't know. I just think you could try to pursue a good option, like – I don't know. I'm really high on Brian Flores. Like, if he could go somewhere good. Andrew was saying that he wanted uh, he wanted Texans to hire him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, but, I just don't. I don't think there's a better option. 
the only two better options I would pick over Rich right now would be if you get Harbaugh from Michigan, maybe. <laughs> and then I, w- I would take Doug Peterson too. That's about it. Yeah, I think Doug Peterson's a good coach. I just think the Philly thing, the Wentz, the whole Wentz thing, like him getting benched and then them winning a Super Bowl, like that was kind of weird. Like that kind of ended – like that was a really weird situation. And then him benching Wentz for Jalen Hurts, which I think was correct. I think Jalen Hurts is better. And then mm-hmm. it seemed like the GM was picking Wentz over Peterson, and then they traded Wentz anyway. Which, by the way, that trade was a big dub because they got a first-round pick, saved a bunch of cap, and then the Colts didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a so, big um, <laughs> Also, the Texans fire – so the Texans, obviously, bad situation. You mm-hmm. hire David Coley, who I wasn't very high on just because – He's only been, like, a wide receivers coach. Like, he's never been a coordinator. Mm-hmm. And they hired him to be the head coach. And maybe it's because no one wanted to take the job, which is completely fair. Like, like that situation was god-awful. He wins four games. Granted, two were against the Jaguars, who were also god-awful. <laughs> but um, they – sorry, we got ten minutes left, by the way. The thing just went off. Um, So – they won four games this year. Like, they beat the Titans once, and then they beat the Chargers. So, like, they beat some good teams, and they, like, competed with the Titans the second time they played. You know, we needed to win. But, like, they were good. I think they developed Davis Mills well. I still don't get why you fired a guy after going 4-13 and 13 if, like, he just wasn't given a good – Well, like, surprisingly, I saw today that he was never their long-term guy. Like, he only signed a two-year deal, and it was mainly a one-year prove-it deal. And then if he had a good year, they gave him another one. That doesn't make he, sense. Like, did you like? In what world do they win more than four games? Like, they're not. Well, did they need to fire Bill O'Brien two years ago? Yeah. Well, then they fired Bill O'Brien. There was nobody to hire, so they had to hire somebody. Yeah. Well, it was their own fault. The Bill O'Brien thing was their own fault because they let him be the GM. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I understand that, but they, they, they there. He was their the new coach was never a long term plan, and so like that's why. And one of the B writers for the Texans, kind of, I don't know if I could find it, I'd send it to you, but kind of laid out why he was only one year, basically a one year deal and what they chanced him to, but no one expected him to be there longer than two years. Yeah. Well, hopefully they get, they can get someone in there, you know, now they've at least like, cause you know, Deshaun, unless Deshaun changes mind, I'm assuming that he's not playing there again, but it seems like they have a good young quarterback that they can build around mm-hmm. and you know, they've got something. But, well, I don't know. I just don't get, like, teams hiring a guy for a year and then firing him. Like, I don't know. I just – but maybe maybe they yeah. couldn't get anybody else in there. So. Turning this back around to Bruce, do you think firing in the middle of the season is a good idea? I yeah. wouldn't. I just don't think it – well. Why not? I guess if – I'm not a fan at all of anyone being fired. I don't like anybody being fired in the middle of the season, but I think that – to give Southwell a shot to see what he does, like, for a couple months, I think would be – like, you have two months here. Or, you know, the almost two months. Over The season's over already, so Bruce isn't going to – even if we keep Bruce, he's not going to pump life into the basketball program. I mean, that's not what he does. So, the season's over. Let's get him out. He'll retire. Whatever. Let's get him out. Let's bring in Shane. Give him two months to be the interim. He's not getting the job. 
I'm okay with that. Two months to be the interim. Sure. If he wins a lot, we'll give him the job. But if not, we'll go hire Brad Underwood, you know? (laughs) I don't know if Brad would leave Illinois, but maybe. Well, according to sources, I have them. It was all set up. The deal was done. Bruce Bruce leaves last year. Brad comes here. So then what changed? Illinois being a one seed? Bruce didn't leave last year. Mm. Well, if were to fire Bruce, were to have fired Bruce last year, Brad was coming here. Oh, I see. But Bruce, why would you leave Illinois to come to Kansas State? Well, he's from here. He like program. He graduated from here. He was here. Illinois is a better program than here. The only reason Illinois right now is a better program is because he built it into one. Yeah. K State has a better tradition, just plain and simple. So I I'm trying to. You know, I got this uh, Oregon-UCLA game on. So do I. You know, maybe uh, – isn't Dana Altman – isn't he a K-State guy? We ran him out. Yeah. Would he come back? Probably not because we ran him out. Because I think he's a good coach. Yeah, he was really young when he was here. He was here in the 80s. Oh, okay. We I miss watching Davion Harmon play. I like him. So He's the guy from OU, right? Yeah. K-State, I, I – like – K-State was a premier basketball brand before we were born. Then they hired two coaches that were bad, which was Tom Wooldridge and Tim Asbury, I think, or Asbury and Wooldridge in whatever order. They were terrible. Then they hired Huggy Bear, and then they hired Martin, and then it started to get rolling again. But K-State was a premier brand in the sport of basketball before we were born. They were. Yeah. I feel like there's more history here. The fan base wants to buy into something, but they don't have anything to buy into. So I think yes, I think that Brad Underwood would totally come here instead and leave Illinois. That's what I think. So I guess maybe, and again, like I don't know how all this stuff works, but like Shane Southwell has done a good job of recruiting like the New York, like Harlem area. Yeah, I understand. So that. if you fire Bruce now and then Southwell. Like, I guess Southwell probably wouldn't be on Brad Underwood's staff anyway, or maybe he would be. I mean, it's up to him. But I guess if you leave – I guess that if then, like, you lose Southwell, then, like, you're losing the recruiting you have in that region, in theory. Well, here's the thing. But, I, th- I think it's up to the new head coach to hire him on, and I think why wouldn't Brad hire him on? Yeah. I don't think he wouldn't. But a recruiting and all that stuff is different than running a program and running a Big 12 basketball program. I think yeah. there's more pressure. Like, Shaka was 32. I saw a tweet today. Shaka was 32 when he took over VCU. Shane's going to be 30 next year. Mm-hmm. Shaka did good, but they're in the, what, the A-10? I they're think in the, they're, they're in the Big East, right? No. VCU. Oh, VCU, yeah. Yeah, then. Yeah, they're, they're in the A-10. They're in the A-10, and Shane's 30, and the Big 12 is a heck of a lot different than the A-10. I just don't know if – Best conference in basketball. Yeah, exactly. Tennis. So oh, I don't it's a big ten because they have all these seven seeds. They're going to lose in the first round. Idiots. <laughs> I don't know if you want to put the keys in the hand of a thirty-year-old yet, but if you that, can get Brad Underwood, like definitely do that because he's he's a real good coach. Yeah, I, agree. I don't know why they don't give me the job. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that's all the time we have left here on the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. Thank you. you. One more, one more comment. Thank you for listening to the rant. It's not three minutes, by the way. So it's not about KUK State. Okay. When Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver next year, the AFC West will have four of the top ten quarterbacks, and that's crazy to think about. Why don't you go to Denver? It's going to be cold there. Listen, I I actually like Derek Carr. I think he's a good dude. He's a good quarterback. I don't think he's top ten. I think he's like he's ten. I don't know. He's my tenth. I I'd have to make my list. I think I just have him outside. I think there's just a lot of top. I take him over Dak. So don't. Oh, I wouldn't take him over Dak. Dak's good. Dak is overrated. No, come on. Dak is. Dak is good. Dak can't win without a running game or getting bailed out by a defense with five turnovers. I don't know, man. Look up, look up that stats without a hundred yard rusher. Without a hundred yard rusher, I feel like yeah. they're still pretty good. It's not. Isn't that, isn't that the point? The also, whole- like, don't quarterbacks benefit? Don't most quarterbacks benefit from a good run game? So can we but look at his record without a hundred yard rusher? Look at his record without a hundred yard rusher compared well, to yeah. like your other top quarterbacks. Name a quarterback that doesn't do well with without a rushing game. Without a rushing game. <laughs> He did right. well at the beginning of the season without being able to. All right, real quick. Quarterbacks oh. I take over Carr. Mahomes. Okay, Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady. Yeah. Josh Allen, Lamar. I know you don't like Lamar, or maybe you do. I don't know. I don't like Lamar. I take Lamar. Josh Allen, Stafford. That you said Josh Allen already. I said Josh Allen? Okay. Uh, Herbert, yeah. Burrow, Dak, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's I'd take Ky- Kyler. Kyler. Like, Kyler yeah. is up there. Yep, and then that leaves. I have I have that's Carr 10. over Jack. That's ten. <laughs> okay, he's he's close. He's like him, Kirk Cousins, you know, guys like that. I'd put yeah. him on the same level as Kirk. All right, we got a guy here. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening to this the rant edition of the Hardly Knowledgeable podcast. Uh, go ahead, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Go ahead and DM us on Twitter. Ask us some questions. We will answer them. Uh, on the podcast but uh, thank you guys and we'll see you next time